Imagine suddenly without warning being forced into quarantine so you don't contaminate your family. Imagine suddenly without warning, you no longer have access to your normal emotional comforts. Imagine suddenly without warning, you have to give it to yourself. Imagine suddenly without warning, you go from invincibility to sheer panic in one week. This is my story on how coronavirus saved my life. How Coronavirus Saved My Life, Episode 3, The Ego. When your marriage is crumbling, your ego is crumbling at the same time. I was scared to death. I was living in a world of fear. I began to start having awareness of how much my feelings were wrapped up in one person. And it was astonishing to me how I really began this journey of doing ego, severing, and shadow work all began out of complete anxiety. I had returned to work and I had read an article that morning on Twitter about people with long COVID symptoms, which I was classified under. I was still having numbness and tingling in my hands. I was still having headaches. I was still having brain fog. It had been almost two months and I was still having symptoms except for no fever. And they would wax and they would wane. But I got very, um, almost obsessed with reading about long COVID symptoms. I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't listening to the news. But I was on Twitter reading these articles about long COVID symptoms. And I read this article one Friday morning before I went to work about how these people with long COVID were having heart problems and the only way they could, t- could could detect them was through an MRI and how half of them might need surgery. I literally went into work going, I'm going to have to have heart surgery. I was so freaked out. Um, I really got myself into a tailspin. I left work early after doing my rounds and I laid in bed just thinking over and over about how I'm going to have to have heart surgery. Later that afternoon, I talked to a friend and was telling him about, you know, these people needing heart surgery and was going on and on about it. And he said, it sounds like you have anxiety. And I was like, what? Anxiety? Huh. So, later that night, I had a powerful meditation where I visualized myself as a bunch of me's giving myself compliments. Compliments that I gave to all kinds of people my whole life. I told myself, you're beautiful. I love your outfit. Your hair looks so beautiful today. 
You are one of a kind. You are special. I cried so hard. And in that moment, that was my first step to real deep self-care. Not just a yoga stretch. Not just looking in the mirror going, you're beautiful. I was talking to my inner child. The inner child that felt alone, abandoned, not worthy, a piece of shit, a slut, ugly, fat, dumb, not special, that's for sure. And in that moment, I released so much stuff through tears. And then, strangely, (laughs) or not strangely, I pretty much stopped having symptoms. I started looking about the mind-body connection and how it was all connected. Your thoughts are what you think, therefore you are. It was crazy. So this was the beginning of me really having awareness of my emotions, my ego, my reactions to things, and a deeper meaning. So I started realizing that I was reacting to things in my husband that may or may not even been true. I thought he hated me. I thought he found me repulsive. I thought he thought I was a piece of shit. That is the way I felt and that is the way I perceived. I felt completely unloved by him. Completely unloved. I felt we did not Our marriage didn't mean anything anymore. Maybe it never did. All of these questioning things. Then I started taking a closer look at this. And asking myself, is this true? Is this real? Why am I basing my self-worth on someone that I feel doesn't give a damn about me? I really started going in. And holy shit, when you do that, it is devastating and exhilarating at the same time. Because you start to realize your reactions are your own perceptions. And then you go, Damn, I've wasted a lot of time on this. As I started severing my ego from my husband, I would have periods of a day or two of complete crying, fetal position on the ground, release, 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 release. 
And then I would start feeling a little better. Then another thing would happen where I felt not validated. He hated me, not loved. Release, 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 release. And then I would feel even more better. This was a period over probably three to four, maybe five months. Again, we were still living together because we were slowly doing a slow separation. So he was still in my face, not in my face physically, but with me, around me all the time. I could not physically be separated from him. So it was a constant reminder of my low self-worth. It was challenging, but now I am so grateful for it. I found old journals that I had written, not consistently, but like in 2005, I hated myself. I wrote things like, I don't know why I feel like this. I feel ugly. I feel fat. I know there's something greater for me, but I just don't know how to get it. And these were things that I wrote in 2005 and 2006. It was the same theme over and over. I even wrote, I'm happy in every aspect of my life, my job, my house, my husband, but not myself. I didn't like my hair. I was ripping myself apart. I was talking about how I didn't like to see myself in pictures with my friends. Um, I remember when I would take pictures with my friends. I didn't like to be in pictures or I'd pose a certain way or something like that. Just very controlling because I was so fearful of people from high school seeing how I looked. I was so concerned about their judgment, their views of me, that I would not post many pictures of myself or even be in pictures. When my daughter was born, I remember somebody commenting on, I guess your daughter looks like you. I wouldn't know. (laughs) Because I had hardly any pictures of myself. I truly ripped myself apart on a daily basis. Subconsciously, unconsciously, I don't know. I had such low self-esteem. I did not want to have sex. I felt disgusting. I felt unloved. As I started shifting with more of self-love, I began to become more confident. But again, my husband was here and it was a constant, another reminder of the work I needed to do. I had deep inner work to do. 
And so if I was talking to him about work and he would appear uninterested, I would react to it by irritable, being irritable, short, and passive aggressive, ignoring him, not talking to him. And so what's interesting is I was so fixated on his reactions to me that I don't really recall asking him too much. How are you doing? When we were separating, you know, I was going through photos of all these trips I've been on and he's hardly been on any of them. And I was like, wow, we have really been disconnected for a long time. I was looking at pictures of myself on Instagram and I just knew I was so lonely. It is such a hard feeling to feel lonely and alone when someone is living in the same house with you. Someone that doesn't seem interested, they're playing video games, they're watching the news, they've got their headphones on, could care less. The devastating part for me also was, this was my knight and shining emotional rescuer guy. That was one thing that I loved about him. And as, like I said, over time, I didn't need that as much, but this man, I needed that. And he could not provide it. Which I'm actually super grateful for now. Because if I had continued to just be fixated on him and how he was reacting to me. I wouldn't have started that deep inner work of severing my ego. So basically what I did and do still is I would start with an emotion, a negative emotion. I guess you could say, call it negative. It's really not negative, but an emotion where I was triggered by something with him. And I would look at why am I so triggered by this? Why am I so upset with him? And then I really started looking at, why am I so upset with myself? Or what does this remind me of? So, as I started to do this, at the same time I'm doing self-care, the thing that was pretty challenging for me was complete uncertainty. When I would have uncertainty about What's my next step? What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Then anxiety would follow right behind it. One thing that I was so scared to do that delayed us really starting the divorce process was because I was so scared that I was not going to afford this dream house that we built on my own. 
I didn't do a budget sheet for two months because of fear. So I did a budget sheet and was like, wow, I'll be okay. So you see the ego is your protector in childhood. When you are not being validated, emotionally abused, physically abused, sexually abused, neglect, emotionally, physically, whatever, all of those trauma things that we have in our life as, as a child, our brain isn't developed, but we know in our inner being that this isn't quite right. As we become adults, this turns into anxiety. This turns into ego. Ego was there to protect you as a child. When you become an adult, it is the same except it is very defensive. It lives in a world of hurt. And it lives in a world of complete fear. Fear is an umbrella for lots of different emotions. It's uncertainty. It's anxiety. It's hurt defensiveness. Sensitivity. Irritability. Frustration. Being offended. The ego does not <laughs> like to be severed. The ego also is indecisiveness. Can't make a decision. Make a decision, but second guess it a hundred times. The ego wants power. The ego also says... This president is going to make this country great. The ego says, this president's going to ruin my life. The ego says, my body, my choice. The ego says, healthcare is not a luxury. The ego says, we need to pass bills to protect our children from gun violence. The ego says, it is my American right to have a gun. You see, the ego thinks it needs to choose sides. It's never neutral. And it has lots of evidence of why it chose a certain side. The ego thinks it needs to react to everything and everyone. Most of us do anything but feel the actual feeling. My number one go-to is avoidance. Avoid, 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 and maybe it'll go away. People do all kinds of things other than feel the feeling. Like maybe they have to have a drink when they come home from work because they've had a bad day. Or maybe someone's got to eat a piece of chocolate. Or go work out excessively. Anything but feel the feeling. What's so interesting with all of this inner ego work that I have done, the feeling is actually there to help you. It is not there to hurt you. And it's just a feeling. 
You get anxiety that is showing you areas in your life you still need to heal. It's actually a gift. When you start looking at your ego, it's crazy because you realize, oh my God, all these reactions I'm having have nothing to do with this person. All the reactions I'm having go back to childhood. So when my husband would, you know, not be emotionally supportive, say things like that to me, the reaction I was having was actually a childhood trauma response. So what I would do was I would go back and look. When was the first time I ever remember feeling this way? For example, feeling disappointed. I went back and thought, when was the first time I felt I disappointed somebody? I recalled a memory from Thanksgiving when I was around seven or eight where my grandmother proceeded to humiliate me in front of family members. My dad was in town. He was in the army. And my grandmother proceeded to humiliate me by saying, how come you didn't call your dad? He's been in town for several days. You couldn't even bother to call him. I was a kid and my parents were divorced. I had no control over that. I just felt complete shame and like I disappointed people and I didn't know why. So I went and looked at that moment and had gratitude for it. Then I looked at how has it served me today? Ah, it's helped me with worth ethic. I work and I make sure I do a damn good job. And do my best. Because <laughs> motivated by fear, I suppose. But as I started to sever my ego, I started looking more and more at my childhood wounds. And then I realized, oh my God, all of this goes back to childhood. <laughs>